Welcome to episode 61 of The Roger Snipe Show. Thank you for tuning in to The Roger Snipe Show. The aim of each episode is to leave you feeling more informed than when you started. You can expect a vast array of subjects from functional medicine to economic developments. Each week, I'll be interviewing experts in different fields to bring you an awesome show. The Rod 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 Roger Snipes Show. Yo, what's going on, peeps? Hope all is well. I myself am good. Man, today I've just been sat by the laptop the entire day. I got up for about two minutes to grab some food, which was already pre-cooked from the day before, and just sat back down and yeah it's been wow like so okay so the time now is uh, half past five in the evening or late afternoon whatever you want to call it and i've been by the laptop since almost about half three no excuse me half four in the morning so uh 4 30 a.m and now it is 5 33 p.m that's insane got to the point where my eyeballs were burning it's just burning and then I realized I wasn't even wearing my blue light blockers so if you are by your laptop for the entire day make sure you are wearing your blue light blockers that's just standard standard I can't believe I didn't do that anyways so today is a very interesting podcast and I am uh, interviewing someone by the name of Nikki Burns. She's the founder of a company called Ageless, Ageless Glow, excuse me. And I met her, I can't remember when it was. I think it was uh, mm, last year, 2019, before this madness, this complete madness, 2020, right off. Anyway, yeah. So I met her at a uh, biohack meetup. So where lots of nerdy people meet meet up to talk about the science of health and fitness it was pretty cool so nikki she had a stand there which um which had these serums which is for like helping skin basically like really good natural products in improving the skin now when i saw nikki i was thinking to myself I can tell she was a mature woman, but I could also tell that she looked very good for whatever age she was. It was one of those. And I always think to myself, sometimes people say, oh, you know what, Roger, you, you look in your 30s. And it's like, I'm not trying to look younger. I'm just trying to look good for my age. So I'm 41 years old. And if somebody said to me, you look 41 years old, then that's good. I don't care. That's good. If someone said I looked older, then I'd be a little bit concerned. <laughs> I'm not trying to look younger. It's like when people say, oh yeah, I wish I was younger. I don't wish for that. I'm glad for all the knowledge that I've accumulated over these years. I don't want to go back and try and learn that again. I'm happy what I've been through. It's it's good. So anyway, Nikki, she looked really good for her age, but I wasn't too sure how old she was. So as she was talking about her products, I was like, okay, how old are you? And I think at the time she was 48 years old. And I was like, yeah, 
you look good. You look very good. So the products uh, which she was talking about was serums for the skin, which helped to improve the skin. And um, I was like, well, you know, <laughs> I think you're a great ambassador for it. That's for sure. But into Nikki herself, she is a wife, a mother, and a grandmother, and the founder of Ageless Glow. Now, for years, she's worked within media and many other industries trying to find a career path which she loved and believed in whilst dealing with many health struggles along the way. At 49 years old, she felt her very best, completely confident in her own skin without any surgery or beauty enhancement procedures. At the age of 35, she was diagnosed with lupus. And from that point, she realized she needed to do all possible to make herself feel both mentally and physically stronger as she didn't want a disease to take over her life. She began researching self-healing using the earth's most precious and natural remedies. This in turn led her to study and understand how you can slow down the signs of aging through alternative therapies, nutrition, and lifestyle. Ageless Glow was created after seeing the benefits from her own personal experience using mixtures which she created. All of her products are 100% natural and are a unique blend of botanical oils and essential oils proven to slow down the aging process. All of her products will protect and moisturize your skin, leaving it with a beautiful natural glow. Anyhow, let's bring on Nikki Burns. So Nikki, how you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Have you heard the great news? What's that? What Apparently, that? <laughs> there's a vaccination ready. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I said that ironically or I'm, I'm still, I don't know, I'm still in two or three or four minds in how I feel about that. Like yeah. when, I, when, I, when I saw the news, I was like, okay, uh, I don't know, is that good? Is that, I don't know, I sat down, I almost started to want drinking alcohol. I haven't drank alcohol for ages. I was like, how, do I, how am I supposed to feel? I know, I know. Um, yeah, I, well, I don't like to have political debates anymore. So I often keep my views to myself. I understand the elation from a lot of people about the vaccine. Mm. Do I want the vaccine? No way, Jose. Would I give it to any of my family? No way, Jose. What happens if we're going to be forced to take this vaccine? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. What if, what if people refuse? Like, is, is it going to turn to, like, imprisonment and stuff? Like, you know, there's um, a, there, there was already people uh, protesting about it before it even came out. I wonder what's going to happen now. That's... I, don't know. I don't know. And I don't follow the media. I didn't even know we'd gone into lockdown. Never mind coming out of lockdown because I'm in my own little bubble anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I stopped reading and listening to media many years ago after just the advice of Louise Hay um, about the negative impact the media has on us. It's ne it never, ever never finishes on a good, well, no, it finishes on a good, a good note, but it's just compact with 
negative news so i don't listen to it because one i don't want all these negative um vibrations entering my body but two there's nothing i can do about it whatever the government decide to do whatever's going on in the world i can have my opinion i can send out love and blessings and hope it goes the right way but i don't really have any control especially over this vaccination mm. um I'm, I'm with the, the side of I don't want to be vaccinated. Right, right. I'm a bit of a rebel, so <laughs> will I be vaccinated? Probably not. <laughs> um, I can fast in prison. I think they're going to run out of prison space if that is the case, because I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> yeah. won't want it. But I did watch a, a little video clip from, um, it is BBC? Could have been BBC, or it could have been some sort of Parliament video, just talking about about just just the, the I guess um, frequently asked questions in regards to the vaccination, and so far there is no enforcement on it. Okay. At all, um, but that could change. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they didn't say that. Yeah. But there is no enforcement made on it. It's it's optional. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> see how I long that lasts. <laughs> had a conversation with somebody about this, and her opinion is it it won't be forced upon us. However, we might be stopped leaving the country. We might be stopped getting work. We might be stopped mm. um, just having our freedom of act. So. Again, more control. Interesting, right? Well, you know, this can all be classed under conspiracy theories. I, I, who knows? Who mm. knows? Let's see. Let's remain positive. Yes. Yeah. So, Nikki, so lovely to see you. It's, uh, it's been a while. I think the first time I met you, only time I met you, really. I've only met you once, isn't it? Well, Yes and no. We actually met when, you know, the one, the time you remember. I actually met you in September last year when um, at the Health Summit. Okay, Health Optimization yeah. Summit, yeah. And, uh, I was working with Luke Story and we were, we were at the side of the stage. You walked past and I just said to Tim, who is that machine? <laughs> 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 and you were, you were in our, you were in my circle, but you know you were far too busy to to see little old me. <laughs> oh <laughs> right, damn! Could have said hello. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it was really busy and it was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, amazing. One of the best weekends I've ever ever spent. Um, to be surrounded by so many influential people and people who have been a staple part of my life for twenty odd years. You know, oh god, John Gray. I was locked in a room with John Gray for two hours. I have I read his books back in my early twenties. I'm nearly fifty now, and I've just, you know, listened to his advice. And I always, I always used to say, "Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to have a hug off John Gray," because he always talks about the hugs and oxytocin. And then here I am in the middle of London in a room with Luke Story and John Gray getting this daddy hug. <laughs> <laughs> and we've kept in touch and I became friends with his assistant Helena and we actually videoed each other the other night and you know meeting Dave Asprey um I was so lucky I was working with Luke so I was there with all the interviews um 
and the interviewing these amazing people around the globe. So it was one of the best weekends of my life. Um, give me that any day than any anything else that I've experienced in the in in life. That was just the world of people that mean something to me all under one roof. So yeah, I'm, I'm so, so grateful to Tim for that weekend. It's just fantastic. Tim himself, he's introduced me to so many people. It's unbelievable that it's probably three quarters of my podcast is because of him <laughs> and that's including yourself <laughs> so big shout out to tim gray what's up what's up what's up <laughs> um yeah that was amazing that was amazing so um it must have been shortly after that then um at the london meetup that i saw you right yeah at the london meetup so you had a um a little stand there with these um these uh i don't know look like oils mm -hmm. little golden oils and i was like what is this and then you started to see run through the the ingredients and i think uh you might have even asked me to take out my hand and you rubbed the oil on my skin and she was explaining the ingredients i was like wow this looks really good <laughs> uh, that was it that was the that was the beginning of our um our friendship indeed and and again grateful to Tim that day because it got my products into the, you know, more in the realm of the biohackers and yeah. So. That's awesome. So, um, I know you've gone for a bit of a, a rebranding in terms of the name of your products. So it's now called Nibu. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's, the brand's called Nibu, but the, the product is Ageless Glow, like it's always been right. and stay Ageless Glow. Um, yes. Yeah, that's so, a little bit of rebrand. Okay, cool. Tell me about Ageless Glow on El Nibu, the, 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 the brand and, you know, um, yeah, just tell me a bit about it. Like, how would you describe it? Not, not the history of it, just how would you describe the brand Nibu? What does it stand for? Okay, well, it just, it stands for clean products, um, nature in the skin. It's not, I don't like to use the word anti-aging anymore because that, that, that is like indicating there's a problem with aging and we we all need to age accept aging and age gracefully but we want to give our skin the best nourishment so my products have no chemicals no preservatives everything's 100 percent natural you're just feeding the skin it's infused with essential oils which work on the um on the brain on on how we feel it can uplift the mood it can make you feel more grounded it can help with relaxation so it's a it's holistically amazing could you say so myself <laughs> yeah. awesome that's great you know um, i think it's so difficult to come by uh, skin products which are actually that you know there's many which say that they are healthy when, but when you start to look into the ingredients, you find that it's like, if this is healthy, why are these ingredients in it? I don't, I don't understand it. And it's like, um, ingredients. I'm sorry. If you can't read the ingredients, then there's a problem. You can't pronounce. Well, to be honest with you, one of them, I, I, st I, I know of the ingredient, but I still don't know how to pronounce it. Astaxanthin. Yeah, I've heard of it many times. I know it has great benefits. I still can't spell it or say it. Astaxanthin, but a lot of people do not pronounce the X and call it Astaxanthin, which is an algae, which comes from the bottom of the ocean. Okay, 
okay. So yeah, it's it's great. It's great. You know, like you don't have none of the nasties on there. And obviously the skin being the biggest organ on the body, you have to be really careful with what you put on it. And most people, they buy lots of products and it smells great. And that's probably one of the primary factors why people get stuff because it, it might feel soft on the skin and it smells, uh, smells good. Yeah. And, um, you know, even things like, um, sun, sun lotion. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's got a lot of toxic stuff in there as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that gets used on a regular basis and then people climb in oceans and pollute the ocean with that. It's, it's crazy. I know it's quite sad, isn't it, when we think about how we pollute, pollute the universe by trying what, to protect ourselves. We, well, we think we're protecting ourselves. Um, yeah. So, yeah, natural is best if possible. Yeah, exactly. So, what what brought you to bring Ageless Glow, or yeah, your your brand? How did it how did it come about? What made you think? There needs to be another product which is good for the skin and natural okay. and the ingredients that you put in it. What, what brought it together? What inspired you? Okay, so story? <laughs> you know, combine this story. It started 15 years ago um, when I was diagnosed with lupus. Um, and I'd suffered all my life with pains in, in my legs and just not feeling hundred percent but I got used to the pain from a from a younger child um and then because a very long story short after some complications going on holiday and swelling and going for tests they diagnosed me with lupus and not many people knew what lupus was but four years prior to that um one of our best friends Lindsay had died because of lupus so I knew what lupus was um so I panicked and I didn't want to die um, I was given the medication to help stop me hair falling out and stop me feeling so tired, blah, blah, blah. Took her for a couple of days, felt really ill, stopped. And then I don't know how I, I decided to go on this journey of self-healing because we didn't have Google. We didn't have mobile. I think mobile phones were only, well, we had mobile phone, but we didn't have internet on a mobile phone. I think we'd only just got a, a computer at home. But I did lots of research on how to heal. And around the same time, I've become a little bit passionate about anti-aging naturally. I've read um, articles about foods you should eat to age naturally. And I didn't want to go down the route of having facelifts, which were popular at the time. Um, I didn't want to look like everyone else. So researching on anti-aging and researching on autoimmune it was very very similar types of foods that you eat and then I, I read an article about like chemicals we put on our skin how that can have an impact on our immune system so I used to use olive oil I used to just cleanse with olive oil anything you had in the kitchen and that evolved over the years and then eight years ago nine years ago coconut oil was the big thing so mm. started coconut oil play around with smells that I liked and um, I just made it for myself, whatever I fancied. I just bunged it together. It was putting lard on my body. And about four, about five years ago, I trained as a holistic therapist. I wanted a total change in life and trained as an aromatherapist. And then I, I understood the power and the benefits of essential oils, which I, I, I dismissed essential oil as, oh, how can, a, how can a flower heal? How can a plant 
heal up. And then you go back into drugs, you know, medication starts from a plant. And that's when you know that's I put the two and two together and thought, oh, okay, let's look into big pharma and what they offer and let's look into nature and what they offer. And okay, I get the picture now. And um it was mainly about it was mainly about anti-aging, you know, <laughs> the health was under control. Um change that with diet, biohacking. And yeah, and then I started to combine different oils and, and make my own serum, which I, which is what I sell now. But I never, um, didn't sell it, didn't do anything at all. It was just for me. So 18 months ago, I well, almost two years ago, I was at one of Tim's meetups on a Sunday and a guy came over to chat with me about health and um, we were having a good chat and about you know, reverse and autoimmune. And then my friend, Jimena, said, he'd said, oh, you've got really good skin. So Jimena said, and she's a grandmother. So he asked what it was I used and if I'd ever had any Botox and things. And I was like, no, just use my serum. <laughs> well, where can I buy this? And I went, you can't. I just make it myself. And he said, why? Why are you not selling this? Your skin looks amazing. You're a great avid for your product. And I went home thinking, no way. No one's ever going to buy my products. And just as the weeks went by and the months went by, I thought, hmm, I'll give this a little go. And I did. And I just, yeah, the business was born again, thanks to meeting Tim and being invited to the, the meetups and this guy saying, you should do this. And, and here I am today. And now I sell the products all over the world. I sell... I have a big American market, a Mexican market, Switzerland, France, the UK. Yeah, I'm so grateful. You know, when I when I first met you, I was. It's one of those really where I could see you look very good. Like you took care of yourself, and and it's interesting because you mentioned about anti aging, and you you said like you said a bit earlier, you shouldn't really. It shouldn't be a case of. Um, being concerned about your age. Yeah. And um, I think that's really interesting because, you know, I think to myself, if somebody said to me, Roger, you look your age, I won't take offense to it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that. In fact, if people say that I look too young, I almost take offense to that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm happy, like, Okay, so I'm almost 42. If they were to be like, you know, yeah, you look about your age. I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. But the thing is that the situation we have here, here is that most people look older than their age. I think that's the situation. And when I looked to you, I thought, okay, I could tell you're not young, but you look good. You yeah. know, you've got a mature look about you, but you look healthy, yeah. you know? So... Um, yeah, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, you look in your 20s or whatever, but, like, you look like a mature woman, but you looked, you look healthy, you know, no lines, you look, I don't know, how do you explain, like, just blossoming, like, really fresh, you know, radiant. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that's, that's what's good about it. So many people, they look, um, like, you can see oxidative stress on their face, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, you could look at them and be like, wow, you've, you've, you've had a hard time, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Or have they given themselves a hard time just by environmental factors and food and smoking and drinking? And, you know, I, I never say don't have, don't enjoy the things that make you happy. Don't not drink. 
don't not smoke, I was going to say, but no, I'd say don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's having that balance of whatever makes you happy and you feel you need to do it. Do it in moderation, but put more goodness into your body. You know, it's not, it's not just about what we put on our skin. It's about what we put inside. So for me, health, when I thought I might die, that became my obsession. Well, being healthy became my obsession. And I do have an, um, an obsessive nature. So I, I, I can, well, I suffered when I was younger. I suffered with an eating disorder. I suffered with body image. It was all about, for me, to be accepted into the world, you had to be thin. You had to be really thin. And it was so rewarding when people said, Nick, you look sick. Because I think I look great. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love it. You know, and around the, in the time of the 80s, 90s, it was the Vogue, it was the heroin look. So the more, <laughs> on heroin, the more chance you had of walking on the catwalk, and that was for me. That was, you know, that was what I inspired to be. And it led into a severe eating disorder. Um, but I overcome that. And, but I am also aware it's always there. Um, but I accept who I am and what I am now, the size I am. And I go through cycles of, I don't like my body and I don't like how I look. Do I really do anything about it now? So I'm not that bothered. Um, and, you know, if it wasn't for the bingo wings I feel like I've got now, I wouldn't be able to make the serum I make. And if it wasn't for the chunky thighs I've got, I wouldn't be able to stand up and go for a walk. And so I just accept and appreciate. Me. Yeah. So yeah. around what time was you, did you, did you have this eating disorder that you was? Um, okay. So probably early teens early when teens. it was all about, but when when you started to realize but people looked at your body and accepted you for what your body was like and i was a trampolinist so i was chunky you know i had thighs that were meant to spring me up into the air and i didn't think i was chunky and a friend pointed out i was chunkier than her i was oh, okay so when i had to look in the in the mirror and like oh maybe i am chunky um and it started from there so i maybe about the age of 13 um, and then going through school it was all about bulimia and I just hated being sick but it was you know it was cool to make yourself sick so you try and make yourself sick and um, I actually didn't enjoy that one but you know anything anything I could do through that time to stay thin I did and I was a young mum I was 19 when I had my eldest daughter who's now um 29 so because i'd had an eating disorder as soon as i got pregnant you know your body wants to keep hold of all this all the goodness if there is any to, to feed this baby i just blew up and i lost control because your hormones take control mm. i could not control the hunger i could not control the um cravings so I went from a size 10 to 12 to, I think the day I went into a hospital, I think it was a size 22 <laughs> with both. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I grew some size. Um, and the elation of having this new baby and being so in love and, and you know, being pregnant with this baby was, was 
took away the size I was at the time. And you never know how big you are. Like when, when you're overweight, you don't realise until you've lost weight, actually how big you were. So after I had Drew, I, um, I immediately went for slimmer tablets and it, the obsession came back, the eating disorder came back. And I'm, as much as I love this little girl, I wanted to be a cool, skinny mum. Um, and and I was young, you know, it was, you know, you, if, if you've got a nice pram, you've got to look good and you forget about the life that you are actually bringing up and the life you need to live. And, it, you know, it's just one of those things my head got, it got wrapped up in, in society and, and how you look and you can only be accepted with looking good. So I had Drew in the August and by December, I was back in a size 10, but I did silly things. I, I live and silly things being a mum. Um, I couldn't breastfeed because I was too weak. Um, I lived on a one rusk a day. You know, I'd quarter of Farley's rusk. rusk and Farley's rusk. Farley's rusk, wow. Sugar, you know, I, I, that's what I lived on and I, I lost the weight. And then I, I got deeper and deeper and deeper into the psychological trap of eating disorders and body acceptance. And um, yeah, I had binge days, I had starvation weeks, binge days, starvation weeks. And... That went on for years and years until um, I found slimming clubs, which again, I, I, it's not for me now. And I understand how they work, but they helped me transition from not eating any food to actually eating food to lose weight. So I still had the obsession, but the obsession was different. It was about, you know, with a certain diet plan, you know, eat as much as certain foods and you'll lose more weight. And it was all about eating you know whole chicken because the more you eat of a whole chicken the more weight you lose and so i was still wrapped up in the cycle and that went off right through my next pregnancy and afterwards and um again the next pregnancy size 22 (laughs) (laughs) here we are again (laughs) here i am yeah so when people people sometimes look at me and go okay for you you're slim but i've i work hard i'm not well, I'm slim, I'm not overweight and I'm not thin, but I've worked hard to find the balance of being healthy and, and enjoying life and eating the right foods that are good for my body. But I also equally understand how it feels to be overweight. So I understand that person who's overweight, who says to me, you don't know what it's like to be like this. I do, I've been there. I've been in those stretchy clothes. Um, I've been the one that puts the size 16 trousers on thinking they're gonna be too small, uh, too big and they're too small. So. Yeah, um, and what what broke the cycle for me was how many years ago? Um, maybe I think it was before, so it might be sixteen years ago. It was before lupus. Um, I read a book by Paul McKenna, how to um, how to make yourself thin. I thought, right, great book. This is another book that's going to make me even thinner, and it <laughs> taught me. <laughs> it taught me how to eat whatever you want and still lose weight and it taught me mindfulness which is a big thing now and visualization and I read this book while I was eating my last probably five Mars bars in you know I'd, I'd eat 15 bars of chocolate in one go on a binge day and I'd eat till I was going to bed wouldn't brush my teeth because I know once I've brushed my teeth I won't want the chocolate and I want to eat the last bar of chocolate <laughs> <I'll brush my laughs> <teeth. laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I read Paul McKenna's book and 
it taught me self um, hypnotizing. So uh, yeah, I hypnotized myself to never eat chocolate again, which had, well, I didn't eat chocolate for seven years after that and I didn't miss chocolate. It taught me how to, how to enjoy food, to taste your food, to eat slowly. You know, one thing that sticks out in that book is most people, overweight people, think about food all the time, except when they're eating. And when we're eating, we just inhale our foods. It's like, get it all down. It's like, you know, in case someone takes your plate and we can go through ancestry, you know, is the reason where, you know, for me, I think, was I a slave and was I starved in a previous life? And growing up, you know, my grandparents said, well, my grandma, eat that last sprout of starving children in Africa. Mm-hmm. And a part of Paul McKenna's book is, this is how we were brought up. Well, by eating that last sprout or that last potato, is not going to help that starving child in Africa. You need to go and help that starving child in Africa, not eat the, you know, make yourself feel sick. So it was all about eating to capacity. But the book taught me how to eat till I was full and enjoy what I was eating and be grateful for what I was eating. And, and that led into um, visualization and you listen to a, a, a CD that was about manifestation and visualization visualize how you want your body to look visualize how you want your life to be and I grew so much I found yoga found meditation um sorry at what point did you find these things you know meditation and mindfulness and things started to develop for you after reading Paul McKenna's book yeah like what year how would how old Uh, what year where are we now 2020 so um where are we? So 2000, maybe 2005, right. 2005, 2004, maybe around that time. Mm. Um, oh my God, so many years have gone by. <laughs> <I'm> trying, <laughs> trying to think back in the years. Mm. Yes, it was quite early on. I'd already met a yogi and I was doing private tuition with her. It's more like mind, body and spirit yoga um, to help me go through some tough times in life. She helped me um meditate and i didn't get meditation and i've only just got meditation it's taken me 15 16 years to actually understand what that meant but i tried and you know god loves to try it and i was on the right vibration and um the mindfulness was such such an important part of my transition into um positivity and then it was just after that the, the secret was introduced to me and I read the secret I was like oh my god this is going to change my life and and it did because it put me on the right path and Louise Hay you know that led on to learn about Louise Hay John Gray well I'd read I think I'd read John Gray's book way before that and it all all kind of was on the same path and I'm like wow yeah the John Gray saying that and be positive and learning John Gray's um meditation in his book and how he you know, became a monk and how, how he, how he found himself. Um, it was just, everything was connected. Everyone that you met from there was connected. And then that's been, you know, the spiders like the spiral of these people, Louise Hay, people I haven't heard of her, which led me to, you know, reading different books. And then all of a sudden you were in this big biohacking community because it was all very spiritual and la-di-da then. And, you know, early fairy and people thinking, oh, she's strange to it's all connected to our biohacking community. Mm. Accept it now to be a, sit there and visualize and have a vision board and you know manifest. Back then, people thought you were strange, so you kept it to yourself. And yeah, so yes, yeah, so it was quite a quite a few years ago. Um, yeah. 
it all comes from the heart. Everything we do comes from opening our heart and believing in ourselves and believing in, and having trust in other people and having trust in yourself. So, you know, I was introduced to spirituality in many forms since then. I've been introduced to shamanism. Um, I've met a good few shamans and worked worked with a few shamans over the years. And what in the UK or overseas somewhere? Um, yeah, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it's been a transformation. Just every week, every month, I'm learning more, and I'm I'm finding myself. You know, when I first went on these healing journeys. And a lot, a lot of my healing journeys over the last couple of years were to help me believe in my product, my business, and believe in myself and accept what I look like. You know, body acceptance, accepting who we are, being in love with who, who we are is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy to do in this modern day with technology and we wake up and look on Instagram and see XYZ looking perfect and beautiful and I don't look like them. And then- <laughs> get back and think okay well they don't look like them when they wake up <laughs> you know I yeah. don't look like this when I wake up and this is who I am you know and it's hard for me sometimes it's hard to look in the mirror and think oh, wow what happened to you mm. and then how, I, how do you get through that like for people out there that yeah. they look in the mirror and they they kind of struggle you yeah. know they're unhappy with what they see there yeah. and I, I feel that and you know, no matter how many people say to me, oh, you look so beautiful. Everyone can say that to you, but if you don't f- feel it, it doesn't matter whether you are beautiful, whatever beautiful is, you know, beauty is in the eye that you hold down. It's what is in here. But for me, um, I look back on my journey and I look at, I, I, I used to self-sabotage myself by looking back on photographs when I was younger and thinking, oh, oh my God, I don't look like that anymore. Then what I do is take myself back to that time in that photograph and think, well, when I was in that time, looking at this photograph where I think, actually, you're quite beautiful there. I thought I was as ugly as I think I am today. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no doubt. So what I say to myself is, what do I want to tell my 30-year-old self? You know what? You are beautiful. What does my 30-year-old self want to tell my 50-year-old self? you are beautiful, you, you, you are, you are beautiful and you are accepted and you are loved. But most importantly, I actually like me, I actually accept me and my flaws. And I think now, okay, today I look in the mirror and think, gosh, where did they come from? I've got these lines. Do I fall into these? spirals of let's go for Botox, let's go for fillers, let's make myself look 20. And as you said before, I'd look pretty ridiculous looking 20 when I'm nearly 50. So let's look good at 50 mm-hmm. instead of ridiculous at 50, trying to look 20. So for me, I want to think when I'm looking at myself at nearly 50, when I'm 60, I want to look back at 10 years of I love myself every day. I look good every day. I transition to the next stage, the next stage, and look good. Instead of being getting to 60 and looking at myself today and thinking, why didn't you love yourself? You actually look good when you were nearly 50. So today I think, oh, do you know what? I look good. And look in the mirror. Mirror work is so powerful. 
It's difficult to do, but it's powerful. If you just stand in front of your mirror and say, I love you. I love me. You look good. Hey, you look good. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> you look good today. <laughs> and a song that always springs to my mind, which has done for many, many years, if you find it difficult to look in the mirror and say, you are beautiful, is sing Christina Aguilera's You Are Beautiful. Just sing it to yourself. Mm. And or just play it in the back or something. Play it in the back and just feel it. And, you know, life is so short. I never, ever realised how short life can be if we rush it. I've, 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 I spent my life, I can't wait for next week, I can't wait for the next month, I can't wait for next year, I can't, because then I will feel so much better, then I will be so much happier in myself, then, then, <laughs> and I've, you know, the last few years is, whoa, let's slow down, let's enjoy today, let's be grateful for today, let's look at the people around us and who we're grateful for, what are we grateful for? We spend most of our time moaning about what we don't have <laughs> we actually do have and then that was a, that, that was another book of john gray um i read how to get what you want and want what you have we never we rarely realize that actually what we have is what we want and we've got everything we need yeah that's so big. great that's so great a lot of people do spend a lot of their time trying to live in the future or focusing too far in the future and not realizing what they currently have. And, you know, you'd mentioned about, um, you know, having lupus and, um, um, yeah, I, f I think I'd spoken to you before about, you know, you having visits to the hospital. And sometimes you, it's these moments which make you appreciate life that bit more as well. Absolutely. And, you know, they say, you know, you don't, you don't realize what you have until it's gone. You know, or uh, when you're about to lose stuff, you're like, okay, yeah, I need to fight for it now. Yeah. And then people have it. And sometimes they, again, slowly start to not, not realize. And I think I've had some experiences in life which has taught me, I know what it's like to have nothing. Oh, I had my life and that was one thing that I always held dear to me. So even like, Financially, I had absolutely nothing. I always knew that I was in control of my life, my actual life itself, that I could breathe. And the fact that I had all limbs, you know, and I don't need a machine to uh, do basic stuff, then that means I'm capable of doing stuff. I can make choices out of life. And just with that little thing alone, that is what has helped me to build so much things around me now. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I think it's good to try and encourage yourself to live on slightly less if you don't need it. Absolutely. And it builds a lot of resilience. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, you know, that resonates with me. And something you've just said about being lucky, you always felt grateful for having your limbs, etc. That to me, that's a gift for you to think like that. Because... It's so easy for us to live in the negative mind because I didn't live like that. I was very, I was very, very negative growing up. I, and it, it, it followed me into adult life and I'm so lucky and grateful that I found the path of positivity, spirituality, whatever. And I look back at my old self and thinking, wow, how did you have any friends? 
<laughs> no matter what you would say, you know, I would have a negative answer for it many, many years ago. And so for you to grow up struggling, as, as you say you did, or not have, you know, what other people had, but to have that outlook of gratitude, you know, we can't buy that. That's, that's what we need to teach people now. That's what we, you know, we want to educate. We were speaking about parents before. We want to educate parents to educate the children because a lot of parents our age in the 30s have been brought up with around that negativity. So it's hard for a negative person like himself to bring up a positive child because they, they, you know, they learn from you. And I feel like, oh, if I could be a parent again, I'd be such an amazing parent. Yeah. Oh, if I could only take me back to me when I was 19, 20, and, you know, when I had my first children, I'd be an amazing mum. You know, I think I'm a good mum now to yeah. adult children, but I could have been such a better mum. What, what would you know from, you know, being 19 years old? Mm-hmm. You've been on this planet for 19 years and much of it you was probably at school. Yeah. You hadn't really learnt much. No. What no. can you pass on to a child, really, to yeah. offer them, like, like a real, I don't know, like a real shot at life? It's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. As you're teaching, you're learning at the same time. Yeah. What I try to do now is um, educate or teach my daughter to be that positive mom to hear two boys and say, I, I don't like to say I made a mistake being a mom because I did the best I could with the tools I had. I didn't know anything else, um, but I can be a better, I'm such a great grandmother. <laughs> I'm a great grandmother um, yeah. because I am so much more laid back and you know, I've, I've learned that you don't tell children off. You don't look down at a child and say, that was really naughty. You get down on their level and you say, why would you do that? Why would you make mummy feel sad? Or why would you make nanny feel sad? And my God, it works. It, 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 it's, yeah, it's, it's so powerful to use the tools you've got from the journey you've been on and the, you know, the education you've absorbed becoming the adult you are today. Mm. And we've got, we've got, I say life short, life is short, but, you know, life's also long. And I, th- I think if we can spend the rest, of, instead of me concentrating on the mistakes I made in the first 50 years of my life, mistakes, the lessons I learned in the first 50 years of my, no, the next 50 years, because I am going to live to at least 100. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be, I've got the great tools. I know where I'm going. I know what I want. I know who I am now. Um, I'm still learning to love the person I am, love more and accept the person I am. But I, I feel excited for my future um, and I want to educate other people and my own children, maybe grandchildren and and those who are receptive to it. You know, some people are closed, they don't want to yeah. and that's fine, that's their journey. But yeah, I love, I love to love and I love being loved and I love to help and that's, that's again, that's part of my business too. Mm. Feel good, look good, accept who they are, and yeah, and let's all be one big happy spiritual family. Yeah, that's cool. You know what? And I think, yeah, like I think when people are building a business, sometimes or a lot of the time, it's what you've accumulated throughout the years of the things that you've done, it kind of gets pushed into your business. Might not be a direct thing, but 
part of your passion and love and you know some of the some of the struggles some of the successes the you know the pain like everything goes in it it all Absolutely. it all adds up yeah you mentioned earlier about um you was a negative person before mm-hmm. what was your circle of friends like around that time um no well, they they actually weren't negative yeah. um oh were they actually well I'll tell you what no, they weren't actually. They were because they're still my friends now, so I can't really say they were. Still friends. We're all we're school friends. There's a couple of people I'm no longer in touch with, and there's one one girl in particular who's a very good friend at the time, and we just parted company. We stopped being friends, and I I felt the you know oh poor me you, you she's such a bad friend because I need her right now and my life's so sort of blah blah blah, and it was only you know ten years or so ago when I thought, wow, no wonder she backed away from me because I must have been so draining, because I always remember she would say something positive oh don't worry about it. I'd be so stressed out if one of the kids got ice cream down in a white t-shirt and it was like the end of the world because she's now dirty, she looks scruffy and that's a reflection on me being such a bad mum because my children are not perfect, which means I'm not perfect, which life's so bad and she'd say, oh, don't be worrying about it. And I, then I think, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Don't worry about it. Well, now I've got to go, I had to have a negative twist. Now I'm going to have to try and get that chocolate stain off that t-shirt and it's not going to come out. Then I'm going to have to buy a new one. And I think, wow, I must have drained the life out of her. And I'm grateful that she walked away from me. Mm. Um, and I understand why she did at the, t- at the time. And yeah, because I'd walked away from me. <laughs> are, you, are you talking to her now, did you say? Or you just... Oh, no, we, we've, we've bumped into each other over the years and I've had lovely conversations. And I actually did say to her, I think it was, la- was it last year or the year before, do you know why? I understand why you backed away. I was such a negative person. And thank you. You know, thank you. That taught me a lesson. It took many years to realise, but yeah. But we are the friends. Were they negative? Yeah. I wouldn't say so. They were- what do you think you might have created this uh, negative behaviour. What was your parents like? Were they so, positive? Uh, no. <laughs> right. Well, I don't really remember whether there was any positivity or negativity. Um, and I have to be really careful what I say here, but, you know, growing up wasn't the happiest times for me. Many of us suffer from physical pain, some form of insomnia, mental health issues, or have problems with relaxing. All this can lead to chronic stress-related illnesses. That's why I use PEMF by NUMED. All their devices are medical grade and have double-blinded clinical studies to show its effectiveness. PEMF stands for Pulsed Electromagnetic Fields. Simply put, PEMF is a form of magnetic therapy using electromagnetic fields generated by copper coils. It targets the body at a cellular level, helping with a variety of disorders, diseases, conditions, and injuries through a wide range of applications. It actually helps with brainwave activity to assist with reducing mild depression and anxiety. If you suffer from sciatica, pelvic pain, rheumatoid arthritis, carpal tunnel syndrome, PEMF can help with that also. And lastly, 
If you want to reach peak performance and maximize your athletic ability, then yes, PEMF can help. Check out NewMed today at newmed.co.uk and use coupon code SNIPES5 for 5% off. That website link again is newmed.co.uk and use coupon code SNIPES5 for 5% off. Achieving your health peak has never been easier. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. I'll be honest about my stuff. Yeah. Well, I do, yeah, growing up wasn't, was, was, was tough. Emotionally, um, you know, yeah, my, my mum and dad's relationship wasn't very good. And yeah, so we, uh, we got moved off to Denmark and went, lived in a strange country. Um, couldn't speak the language to begin with. Had to go to school. Violent, violent home life. You know, there was a lot of physical violence. Um, right. So, yeah. And so I was constantly in flight or flight. And, you know, if a flight came near me or, a, you know, someone kicked a ball, I was always, oh, I'm going to get hit. And, yeah, so that, that's where I know where I come from. And I've, I've done a lot of um, healing and gone back and dealt with the traumas that I lived through. And, and when I say trauma, I, I, you know, I'm not saying I was beaten to a pulp and whatever. Anyone's trauma could literally be someone did hit you in the head with a ball and that caused trauma in, in your life. Or, you know, we can have trauma in the birth canal and not knowing it's caused. Yeah, it. like from childhood, it could be the most basic stuff. You don't yeah. need to get your, your, your ass kicked. You know, mm-hmm. it could be just a certain way of speaking to you as a child. Absolutely. You know, she, trauma as a kid. Uh, Before I got hit. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Oh, no, no, go on. Sorry. No, I, I was just saying like, um, yeah, I, I, I received a lot of trauma as a kid and I'm yeah. not afraid to say it. I got my ass kicked by my dad. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what? The, the, the beatings wasn't really the, the issue. It was the words that was used in the house. Yeah. That was what kind of um, affected me at a later time where I realized that there were certain decisions that I was making that wasn't congruent with what I wanted to do. I was yeah. like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I not pushing myself forward? And that was, it. That was because I was, um, there's an expression like when, you're, when you've got your foot on the gas, but you've got your foot on the brake at the same time, you know? <laughs> Like, um, I was pretty much doing that and I, I had to just release the brake, but I was just too scared. Like, oh, foot on the brake, foot on the brake. And uh, it took a while because yeah. it was like self-inventory. I needed to understand what was going on. And I was holding myself back because my dad used to tell me, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Made me feel as if I couldn't achieve certain things. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I, I just, I only went for jobs which was which anyone could get you know I was working in warehouses now I'm not I'm not putting down anyone who works in a warehouse it's a job if you're able to pay the bills and take care of your family that's fantastic but I felt as if there was something else that I could do do and I just remember when I worked in these warehouses I'll I'll do a fantastic job you know and the managers would be like why are you here I feel like there's something else you should be doing and I was like, look, as long as I'm doing a good job, that's all I care about. Because I couldn't, I couldn't quite figure out what I wanted to do as well. All I know is 
whatever I do, I just want to be great at it. Yeah. And then as time got, got on and I started to build a bit more confidence, then it was like more things started to make sense. I started to, I guess, take more, more risks on things that I really enjoyed doing. And, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, childhood, there's little things in childhood, unless you, unless you really take a step back and look in those scary moments. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you're gonna you, you're gonna have roadblocks for the rest of your life. Well, for for me, um, ayahuasca did it for me. Helped me see the mm. whole picture um, and revisit child, the, the the child in me and accept the child. And it brings up a lot of shame and um, guilt and yeah. So I had to face I had to face me. I had to face the seven year old me. You know, I've grown. I've grown. I've grown up thinking I was ugly. I was always the ugliest person in the group or in the family, and everyone else was so much more beautiful or pretty. And I don't know where that come from. I don't remember being told I was ugly, but I don't remember being told I was pretty. So, or is it just someone in school said you're ugly? <laughs> you know, I I don't know where that came from. But I've gone back and I've I've dealt with it and. Yeah, when I when I sat with ayahuasca, I actually, you know, one of the conversations I was having with myself was, um, it's okay to be ugly. It's okay to be, be ugly. Now, ugly is not a nice word. You know, it shouldn't. No one's ugly. We're all beautiful. Um, but no, there me, are some ugly people out there. Maybe not physically, but there's oh, some yeah, internally, yeah, yeah, f- it, ugly within, but you know, physically, you know. Yeah, we're all different. Yeah, but yeah, there are ugly. Um, people have an ugly heart, um, but yeah, that, that helped me accept who I am, what I am, and and deal with those traumas of childhood of, you know, the negativity, and it, it made me, you know, say, "Whoa, wow!" Well, do you know what? Actually, made me see how far I've come. I think, oh, you know what? You, you, you're, you've done well. You're doing well, and continue the journey. And continue believing in yourself and continue pushing yourself, as you've said. Push yourself in, in, in things that you are happy and confident with. But also step out of your comfort zone and do the things that you're not confident with, which I would never have done when I was younger. I, I, I grew up thinking I was thick. I was ugly. I was not accepted by anyone. I was the black sheep. Where I got that from? I mean, what child says I'm the black sheep of the family? Mm. I've heard that somewhere from someone else, either picked it up from someone else or because I don't remember being told I was the black sheep of the family, but I always thought I was the, and I quite like being the black sheep because it's different. I'm like, yeah. It's great now, but no. as, when you're younger. No, no, when you're younger, it was traumatic to, yeah, I was not good enough. and But now I'm like, well, you know, I'm not good enough at everything, but I'm pretty good. <laughs> you know, I'll give yeah. it a go and the most important thing for me is actually self-acceptance and loving yourself because without giving yourself that acceptance and loving yourself how can anyone break those boundaries you know it's, it's all about you here yeah so true um and you know when people get in relationships to fill that void it's yeah. 
It's a tough situation because sometimes people can be like really happy once they've found that person. But if it doesn't work out, then they're back to square one again. Yeah. In fact, forget square one. They're, they're, they're a peg down, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're, they're even more traumatic. It's like now it's been taken from me. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it's like they've given that power to someone else rather than build it within themselves. Yeah. I think, I think that's really important. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And um, it's fun the tools, isn't it, to, to build the new, the new you. Use the yeah. tools, the tools, use the tools, and yeah, just mm. live, just be, just be. Let's, let's talk about your, I want, I want to get onto your products for a second, but <laughs> I thought <laughs> about you. Um, like you've had a few scares. I don't. I don't know how you feel about talking about. It. Is 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 it a bit much? Absolutely fine. No, no, it's fine. Absolutely fine. But after your um, hysterical voicemail last week, voice notes that we talking about this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, life has been a bit. Yeah. Lots of ups and downs and sporadic. And we was talking a moment ago about like how just appreciating life, having gratitude, and you just don't know what is lying around the corner. We spend so much time focusing on the future when the moment we have now can just be taken from us because we're just focusing too far ahead. Absolutely. I had a reminder of that last week or the week before or last week, you know. Take us through that. Yeah, I had, it was such a shock. Um, I think it, it, when, when we have an illness or we hurt ourselves, or maybe if we have an illness, we kind of don't feel too good, and then you're thinking, oh, have I, haven't I? But to be going about your normal day, going for routine appointments and routine checkups, to all of a sudden thinking, your life might be taken from you now. And when I, I went for that appointment last week and thought, one, my life was going to be taken from me or my sight is going to be taken from me. I, life just was passing by. What have I not been grateful for? What have I not seen? What have I not seen in the world? To, to think you're going to lose your sight or die imminently. It, again, it was a reminder of slow down and enjoy the moment and appreciate, appreciate the trees, appreciate the sky. I can see, you know, I, I, I can see friends. I, you know, I just wanted to feel everyone's face in case I, in case I lose my sight and, I, and I, I can't see your face again. I need to feel it and know it's you. And yeah, the thought of, oh, I, I can't, I, that, that day, that day I was, well, I was rushed. To, I was, people will be wondering what the hell you're talking about, but a routine eye appointment sent me straight to A&E. And I just thought that I knew one person that happened to and she had a brain tumour and she died a year later. And I, I had that run through my mind in those seconds. And then I was in a dark room having eyes tested because it's dark. I had a mask on. It was hot. So I was suffocating. And then to think I'm going to be living in darkness, I'm going to lose my sight. It was a sharp reminder of be more grateful, <laughs> be more grateful. Um, and I just kind of had this little wolf saying to me, you know, you talk the talk, you need to walk the walk, Nick. You've, you've slipped a bit. You, you, I'm a positive person and I, I 
preach positivity and gratitude. But now and again, we, it's easy to say, and um, am I actually feeling it and living it? And that week I thought, no, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. I'm not living it. So I'm undergoing tests now to check the brain and there's a possibility I can go blind in the future um, if I don't have surgery. So um, obviously I'll take the surgery. I don't think there's any biohack in this. No, there's <laughs> anyway, the no biohack, no. No biohack in here. Yeah, yeah. I've emailed Dave Asprey or Ben well, Greenfield. I, I was very close to, I was very close to, I was actually, I'm going to wait and see how my appointments go this week and see how the brain scan goes this week. And then um, I was going to contact John Gray and say, can you please ask Dave Asprey? I was going to ask Tim, Tim, just text Dave and say, please help me. I was, I was going to WhatsApp Luke because I had, I've, I've got Luke's, I was going to. Contact everyone. Like, <laughs> group chats into everyone. Yeah. And we're actually in a biohacking group from, from the meetup. I was actually going to just message in there, guys, I need your help. And I spoke to um, Dasha in America, who is still very much involved in the US community. So she's like, we'll, we'll biohack the shit after this. Don't you worry. You'll be fine. She sends me messages back. You know, I'm going to look at neurofeedback. I've looked at PEMF. I bought the PEMF um, headbands. It looks like headbands to help with brain waves and the headaches I was getting. Um, so, yeah. So I'll wait till next week and then I may stalk Dave Asprey. <laughs> just the sun. Everyone. Biohacking tips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got legitimate reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not just a fan. So yeah, yeah I've gone. And I'm emotionally a hundred times better. Um, I've med- meditated on it. I've, I feel good. I've not felt sick now for a good few days. I've not had any headaches. So that helps with the emotion. That helps with the positivity. Um, and yeah, we'll just have to just have to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and it's actually made me realize, listen to the signs. Listen. Now, I, in retreats I did last year in, in doing plant medicine, both retreats, I remember saying, oh, I could see his eyes, 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 eyes. Eagle eyes, cartoon eyes, 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 eyes. And I, 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 said, I kept shouting out, eyes, eyes, eyes. And when we were going out and walking in nature and you have to go and like choose a tree to connect with, I remember saying, oh, I'm going to sit with that tree because it looks like it's got eyes. And that first thing is because eyes are watching you. I, you know, it was the paranoia part of me. Oh, people watching me. And then something clicked and I thought, oh, go and get your eyes tested, Nick. And I didn't, I forgot. So I do think... You know, Mother Nature has warned me for the last, it was 12 months ago, I've been warned to go and have my eyes tested and I've not. And I keep seeing trees with eyes. Mm. Obviously not realised, you know, we just, it looked like eyes are carved out. And I think, well, I had the I had the warning signs there. So I'm now learning to be more receptive and not ignore. If I feel it here, listen to it and go for it and just... Don't feel stupid. Don't just do it. It's hard to tell whether it's an actual sign of something speaking to you or whether it's just your head just being weird, just saying like, why am I focusing on this when it's got nothing to do with anything? You don't know if it's an, I don't know, a voice speaking to you or if it's an actual sign for you specifically to take a specific action because 
it's um it's almost an art where you have to where you're able to decipher what are the right voices speaking to you and what is complete noise yeah. because throughout the day let's let's be honest we, we get a lot of noise talking yeah. to us like all oh, random crap yeah, absolutely so. i think what i've learned is when when the when the noises come in meditation maybe they're the ones to listen to right uh, which is when they, you know, last year was in, in a deep, deep, deep meditation. Um, yeah, so maybe listen to that. Let me ask you, what, what does meditation mean to you? I, I remember hearing somewhere that meditation is not about trying to clear your mind because your mind is trying to think. I can't remember what it said afterwards, though. But for you, does it, does it mean that or does it mean controlling it? When you meditate, what does it mean for you? Well, I used to think for meditation is about control and don't think of anything. And the minute I think about, you know, my washing or my shopping list, oh, I'm rubbish at this. I'm leaving it and getting up and go. And um, meditation for me um, is about taking time out and sitting, being. Now, I, I do different types of meditation. I can just sit and zone in on like, something on the floor as I did in the hospital last week, just zone in on that. Breathe, just be conscious of your breathing. Breathe in, breathe out. Then there's um, meditation where I'm going to sit and I am going to be quiet. But um, what's her name? I did, um, I'll tell you in a minute. Oh my gosh, I've forgotten the, the, the meditation I've done. She taught me in the book that as long as we sit and we try and be quiet for 15 minutes, and we can we can choose a chance, so whether it's like arm um, one, hey, whatever, nick, 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 and concentrate on that. And then even if these thoughts come in of oh dear, I've got to do the washing, I've got to do the cooking, did I switch the kettle on or did I? Let it go. Go okay, that's okay. Let you go and let's go back to this one word that we're gonna concentrate on. That's meditation for me. I can now. Um, for, for me to go into a quiet meditation where I'm just switching off as much as possible, I still get all these little words and thoughts coming in. But I actually put earplugs in, a mask on, so I can't hear anything but my own breath or my own heartbeat. And I can't see anything except darkness. So I can get within, I can go in. Mm. I still my chatter, but I'm within. And every now and again, I think, okay, Quiet, Nick, let's breathe. Breathe up through your spine, up to your neck, into your middle eye, down. Or breathe up into your heart. And then I find a stop that and I just breathe. And then I just sit. And thoughts might come in. I will have a, a pad next to me. Thoughts might come in and I'll jot them down if I remember after meditation. But if I don't, that's okay. Because some people go, I'm going to meditate on should I start this business? Mm, should I, should I, should I? <laughs> yes, 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 no, no, no. You know, and then you put yourself under stress because you, 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 you think and just be. And yeah, so I couldn't be meditating just staring at you. But then I'm not listening to what you're saying. But um, yeah, I think meditation is just about giving yourself that time. Right. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And yeah, just being. And whether you want to visualize, because meditation, you know, um, Vishen Lakhiani's meditation, the um, six phase meditation is a really, really good meditation to, to a guided meditation. And that's not about breathing and chanting and norming. That's six steps of breathing, you know, connecting with the, 
your city, you, you, the universe. And then it's about visualization. It's about visualizing your day, visualizing your next three years. So, but that's meditation. That's you know, and then you can you feel so empowered after after doing that meditation. But it's not what people think. You know, you're not sitting in a cave, amen. That's not what we can't do. That we're in the Western world. We can't do that. So for me, I have different types of meditation, and each and every one of them is good. And I, and, and it, if I don't do it perfectly, whatever perfectly is, that's fine. I, I've given myself the time to, just to give yourself, allow yourself 10 minutes to go and sit in another room and just sit and breathe and concentrate on one thing is meditation in my eyes. So that's, that's what I do. And I, know I don't put pressure on myself as I did years ago. Because for years and years, I was so rubbish at this because I can't, I mean, I could never concentrate on the third eye because I get so much pain, pain from it that I'd get a headache trying to look. But as I've gradually done over the years, I'm fine now. And it's such, when you do get there, and it, whether you do or you don't, it doesn't matter. But I can actually now and again, it's like I've just, mini me has jumped in. So, yeah, and I'm in my own little vortex inside my head and I'm just in and I'm just floating around my brain. I'm like, oh, this is great. And <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's just every now and again I can get into that. And then I can I can understand I understand now how yogis meditate and how they get in, they can just switch off and go into their own world and stay there for hours. I mean I can do it for a couple of minutes, that's about it. Um but I understand it now. But and I also understand my body and I understand what I need and I understand what works for me. So not one size fits all to find your own, own way. And, and I can't believe, I can't remember this amazing lady's name. That's a menopause brain for you. Well, <laughs> her meditation's fantastic too. Do you, you'll know who she is. It wouldn't surprise me if you've interviewed her. Um, I'll, I'll think of that later on. That'll come yeah, to me. Yeah, you could let me know and I'll put it in the notes. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <All right> guys. <laughs> it's all good. So yeah, let's... Um... It's, it's great. It's great. Let's, let's go to your products because um, it's been really inspiring and interesting hearing about yourself and your journey. And I think a lot of people will be able to take a lot from that. And I guess, uh, you know, whatever stage they are in life and using certain tools to help build themselves up from the inside out, you know, yeah. And then from there, once you've done that, you can start working on the outside and look at your products, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> and then look good from the outside. <laughs> yeah. I know I've got it somewhere. One sec. So, yeah, there we go. We've got that Aphrodite. Aphrodite Glow body yeah. oil. That is really nice. Really nice. Yeah. I remember when I sprayed it, I was like, wow, this looks like dark kind of like an orange color yeah. and, with it, and then there was like a it looked like a little gold flake or something and I was like what's that <laughs> then I looked at the bottle and I was like wait a minute let me just shake it up and then I sprayed it again and it was completely different had this kind of glitter thing on there yeah I was like, wow it's got yeah a bit of a you can't really see it but there you oh, go yeah, yeah. <laughs> blends in really well doesn't it to the body no matter what skin tone you've got it blends in really well it's amazing Especially if you take pictures all the time. I mean, yeah, I take pictures all the time for social media and it comes in handy if 
if you've got the right type of oil on your body and you don't look super greasy and yeah. you take, you know, you take a body shot, you put a nice, nice oil that gives a nice shine. But this, it reminds me of when I used to compete. I used to do the bodybuilding. You'd put on a certain tan, but it had a certain sheen to it. So when the light hits it, hits your body, man, it just shows all the definition. And I feel like this does exactly the same thing. Oh, it's nice. pretty amazing. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. Oh, so I've taken a few pictures. I'm like, do you know what? Let me just put on that Aphrodite thing. <laughs> and the smell. I wish you, the smell could come through social media because the, the jasmine and the, the mandarin. Oh, mm -hmm. it's just like such a sensual smell for both men and women. Um, and I, I'm, I'm grateful for your post you did not long ago wearing the body oil because I got so many. I got quite a few Italian male models. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm quite a, I'm very grateful actually. Yeah, I'm very grateful for, for your love of it because it helps, everything helps. It's just spreads the love and, and it's my passion. I am so passionate about it. And it's holistically, I want, I want people, when I created the whole brand, but mainly the face serum, the first thing that sprung to mind was people like instant change. So, you know, a lot of people have, drawn to Botox fillers, which is absolutely fine that if that's your call and because we want to see an instant change. So it's what can I give people? What change can I give people instantly without going against what I believe in? So it was the tint. So it was how do you tint something without using chemicals? Um, so we'll get back to the tint, how I, how I found the tint in a minute. But the next one was um, smells. Smells can take you back to the most amazing time in your life or sad times and for me many many years ago going through a really tough time in my life I bought Tom Ford's Black Orchid and I remember oh, spraying it and thinking oh my god I feel so the smell was amazing so powerful and at the same time I'd read an article have one scent to be your power scent don't change different perfumes but right that's my power scent so every time I sprayed that perfume I'm like I can do this. I am powerful. I can do this. And I got to a point where people would say, I can smell Nick. Is Nick here? Because they could smell the perfume. And it took me to a really happy, positive place. So I wanted the serum. I want people to wear the serum. I think, oh my God, that smell is amazing. So if they forget to wear it for a few months and go back to it, it takes them back to feeling good and knowing that they look good because it changes the color. And then, you know, the last part is the anti-aging you know it's the health and the skin and tone and nourishing mm. um so there were there were three main points of making that serum want to look good want to feel good and want to nature that you know you are in a self mm. and um yeah and, and that's what i feel it it it, it, it does the, the tint which was the acetanthin came accidentally um because i take acetanthin orally because it's good for our skin, it's good for our eyesight, um, it's good for our whole well-being. And I had a capsule in my hand and burst it. And it's, oh my God, it's the reddest red ever and it doesn't come off. Right. <laughs> Lucky enough, when, when you buy a capsule, it's mixed with, if you buy a good quality one, it's mixed with olive oil or something. So I rubbed it on my hand. I'm like, oh my God. And it was too red. And I thought, oh, I wonder whether that'll work in my serum. And I popped the capsule and added it to my serum, and that's how I tinted it, and then I researched where acetanthin came from, and then I researched the 
country best the best company in the world who who produced this and how it's produced in a lab under organic conditions and in the glass tubes and the plastic tubes and so where I get the acetanthin from is where the top brands get their acetanthin from so mm-hmm. I buy it in its rawest form now and that's how I then I have to work out the quantities of colour and because it's so powerful if you get a bit of that on your skin it's there for days if, if, if you've not mixed it with the right um with the right carrier oils and yeah so that's how i, I realized you could tint the body oil tint the face oil yeah. Um, yeah all by accident that's a that's really cool you know that's really interesting i think that's how a lot of i know when people have these breakthroughs in life they have these little accidents which kind of brings it onto something yeah. Amazing. That's a really cool story. So you've got how many different types? And that's the first one I saw was the one you mentioned, the face one, the face uh, serum. The serum, yeah. So the face, the day, I have one day serum and the one day serum comes in different shades. We have Glow Natural, which has got acetanthin in with the tints. That just leaves a, a kind of a natural glow where people will just say, God, you look really healthy. Then I've got Glow Darker, which is what it says it's a bit darker so you wear that you can wear that without makeup if you choose not to have makeup all the serum can be worn under makeup but the darker ones and the other color ones you don't need to wear makeup with them then the natural comes in three different shimmers so one with a slight pink shimmer in for you know people who've got blonde pale skin a gold shimmer which is quite good for all skin type skin chip tones and a dark um, sorry a bronze shimmer which is a lot darker. Um, so it, de- it depends if you wear it under makeup, you'll get like that shimmer when the sunlight or any light hits your, hit your skin, you'll get like a, a, a lovely glowy shimmer. I'm just playing around now because I've kind of made, made by, again, by accident, I've made makeup, which I've got on today. So it's my serum just tweaked around and it's become thicker and more creamy. All the day serum is locked in with jojoba wax. So it gives it a nice silky consistency. So you don't need to wear moisturizer with it. So you, you're saving money not having to wear moisturizer. You're saving your skin not putting chemicals on. It kind of got a, like a three in one. It's just, you know, it's a, a serum, a moisturizer, and a makeup if you choose. And then we've got the night oil, which is again just an oil. I never ever feel I need to wear any other moisturizer with it. Tiny, tiny bit of acetanthin in this. So you get a tiny little bit of a glow, but see, which is why it's called glow to sleep. Um, and the essential oils in there are jasmine and rose, which are really good for blemishes, anti-aging. Well, I just don't want to use that word anymore, but it's really good for anti-aging and star and rose hip oil. And then there is um, lavender, which helps with relaxation, helps ground us, and then geranium which is really good for men and women for our hormones. We balance our hormones, which is what we want when we go to sleep. We want, we want hormonal balance because we want to be able to sleep properly because the better sleep we get, the less we age. Mm. Um, we age quicker um, and then we psychologically and physically feel better if we get good sleep. So, you know, I'm not saying you can go and have a boozy night out and smoke and drink and take drugs and then put my glow on and you're going to have a good sleep. Fuck Lord, because you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it you know how it should work if you are holistically looking after yourself and then the body oil again 
similar oils, diff different oils, but do the same, similar job and different essential oils all penetrate the skin and all help with our, our hormones and our, um, just our whole um, endocrine system. Yeah, so yeah, that's basically it really. That's awesome. What is, what is the best time to use it? Is there a best time? Like immediately after a shower? Would you say it's better um, to use in the, well, in the evening? More, more the morning, obviously you want to take advantage of that nice glow on your skin. Yeah, so I'd say, you, obviously your day oil, day serum you wear during the day. Um, it, and it depends on, if you've got dry skin, you don't have, your skin doesn't have to just come out of the shower because dry skin will really absorb it. I, I've always had oily skin, but going through the menopause, it's all of a sudden become dry over the last few months. I've never experienced dry skin before. When I had oily skin, I would leave my skin slightly damp, put the serum on, and then it'd soak in dry, unless you like that dewy look, and then put it on dry skin. For me now, I can put the oil on dry, totally dry skin, and it soaks in dry because menopause has been a little bit of a bitch to me lately. <laughs> dry skin, and that's another podcast, menopause, my God. That's just taken me out. Um... But yeah, so daytime in the day, you know, whenever your day starts and nighttime, just before you go to bed, you know, we get out your shower and yeah, put on, or, or you know, whether it's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, mm. um, just have it on for, for sleep. Which, which one for sleep? The glow to sleep. Glow to sleep, that's it, glow to sleep. <laughs> and this one, glow to that's sleep, it. I like it. Um, so yeah, this one is just for the day, this uh, Aphrodite. The body, oil, so the body oil can be used anytime. Body oil can also actually be used on your face. There's anything, even I do a hand balm and a lip balm. Any products there can be used on the skin, can be used everywhere. Maybe the lip balm you don't want to use on your face because it's got peppermint in, so that might be a little bit minty. Right, um, right. Yeah, it, it's, everything is 100% natural, so it can literally be used anywhere. It says avoid during pregnancy. Not that I need to concern myself about. <laughs> yeah. So, people. Mm. Yeah. So my advice is, if you're pregnant, not to use anything with essential oils in, because essential oils are so powerful. There are certain ones that are used for labour to bring on labour. So we don't want to use any anything that can seep into the the blood system and trigger onset of any kind of premature labour. There are essential oils that are considered safe for pregnancy. But for me, I would not want any of my customers to use anything during pregnancy because I'd, I just feel safer that way. Yeah. If they choose to do their own research and their midwife says, oh, that oil's fine, that oil's fine, then that is up to them. But just to cover me and to make me feel happier and safer, I say don't use any of it during pregnancy. I do actually make a pregnancy blend um people can order can inbox me and i will make one without essential oils in it's tweaked slightly to the day serum but you still get the glow the silky consistency just doesn't have the essential oils in so that will be available on the website next year sometime when i get time to just i, I need to get time to make get new labels produced and mm. Yeah, but that there will be a pregnancy blend. Well, I'm not going to call it a pregnancy blend because it's actually if you were going through chemotherapy or anything, and you shouldn't use essential oils then because it can it can trick the body into thinking you are either healed or not healed. And um, okay. so, yeah, I wouldn't advise essential oh, oils yeah. anyway, through chemotherapy. 
you so know, Boyles is that powerful. I, I, don't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Honestly, so I didn't until I trained a few years ago. Yeah. You know, I just thought it was, you know, all airy fairy, just they are so powerful. Um, so yes, awesome. chemotherapy, don't use them. Okay, okay. So, where can people find you? So, we can find me on Instagram. You know, my biggest tribe is Instagram, and I do my best to engage with everyone, anyone who answers it is me that answers the messages. Hence, I might be a bit late sometimes. Um, so Instagram website, which is um, nibu-ageglossglow.com. Um, but you can get to the web website through Instagram. They're, I'd say that's the best place to, to yeah. find. Instagram there. and website. And website, yeah, website. Brilliant. And um, fantastic. Do you do, so you've got some new products coming out. This one you'll probably be working on next year you're saying the yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna have um a there's a couple of products in the in the pipeline one is a natural retinol serum for people who so it's specifically for people who suffer with acne problems and acne scarring and then there's the i don't know what to call the pregnancy blends because <laughs> you, you know mm. you might just might not like essential oils but you're not pregnant so i can't call it a pregnancy blend but there will be this this non-essential oil Maybe a super sensitive blend. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't got any ideas on a name. <laughs> Find them in. <laughs> yeah. yeah available next year. But I'm, I'm very, very, very close to being Leaf and Bunny approved, which is just amazing. So Leaf and Bunny okay. is um, cruelty free, chemical free. Um, so we've, we've been going through the process for the last six months of being approved by them. So I'm almost there. I'll be Leaf and Bunny approved. Um, so nothing's tested on animals. Um, yeah, just 100% clean, natural, uplifting products. Oh, that's amazing. That's really, really good. Look, Nikki, it's been, it's been absolutely incredible. Oh, it's, it's been, been very incredible. insightful. I've, I've been inspired, to be honest. Oh, really, truly good. inspired. Well, likewise, likewise. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, um, hopefully, I might see you at the Health Optimization Summit well, it, it's been moved again, right? It was supposed to, it was September, then moved to January, and then September 2021, right? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, let's, let's be positive. I will see you September 2021. But yeah. Let's hope we see you beforehand in, in some of the other meetups that, you know, that Tim organises and whatever events that we just pray will go on. That's um, it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, until then, just uh, keep healthy. I will do. And do what you do. It's been amazing. It's been Thank truly you so, amazing. so nice to speak with you. Always a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome. But some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.